Hello agents and welcome to the 17th episode of the Ingress Insights podcast hosted by myself, Pokemon Trainer J. Ingress Insights is a podcast all about the Niantic game Ingress. In this week's episode we're going to talk about the several battle locations that have been announced for the first set of those and also looking at the rest of February's events, the first Saturday for February and talking more about the Cryptic Memories Global Op and having a quick check in on that we may also have a special guest later on in the show if i've been able to get that into this episode but you'll be able to see details of that in the show notes if i have just to note as well i'm still feeling a little rough recovering with lemsip so again if you're any like heavy breathing coughing things like that apologies but i'll try and it out what i can uh, i'll get moving on now to have a Look at first Saturday for February as that's just gone. For the events for February 2024, we've still got the Cryptic Memory Anomaly Global running, and that runs until the 5th of February, 5 pm UTC. So you'll earn your points up until that time. So if you've not earned the badge yet, you can get out there and do that and help your faction that will be on the ground at the in-person anomalies and obviously earn yourself a nice badge at whichever level you decide to aim for. And following that, we have the Cryptic Memories Cell Battle, which runs from the 7th to the 14th of February. I'll cover the sites for that in just a moment. And then following those kind of in the middle of those we have second sunday on the 11th of february which is from 12 a.m to 11:59 p.m local time and that's just completing the six unique ingress missions as it's been for a little while now and then the 17th of february we have the main cryptic memories anomaly for february in adelaide and santiago and then following that we then have another cell battle which we don't have the location for yet but that runs from the 22nd of february 5 a.m utc to the 29th of february 7 a.m utc and we'll get the details of those about 10 days before the sept cycle begins so now i've mentioned that i'm going to go through and let you know what cells got selected for the first round of the cryptic memory cell battles running from the 7th of february to the 14th of february on the Ingress store, there's been a new pack added to help people earn the Cryptic Memories Global Op Anomaly Badge. And for that, it says that it's a L1 Resonator K stack, where you can buy up to eight of these per agent. And this is 1,000 L1 Resonators for 1,000 CMU. Obviously, you're getting the points for deploying resonators on portals. So if you're looking to rack up points, you can buy one of these packs from the store. Obviously, being conscious of your storage limits, that if you go over it, you won't be able to hack anything new. But if it's something you know where you're going to, a pretty empty city or a Mackinac-filled town, you can blow up and then recapture things pretty easily and just start getting badges, start getting points towards the badge in that way. So as I said, previously, it was only one per agent but the ingress team changes you can now buy eight so you can have eight thousand level one resonators in theory and be able to rack up a lot of points for the cryptic memories global op and we'll move on now and just talk about the cell battles as i said we do now have some more details for the first cryptic memories cell battle and that's for the septicycle cycle 2024 dot zero six so the cells we've got for that in america are am01 hotel 07 which is near des moines in usa i'll just say i may get a few of these pronounced incorrectly so let me know if i do and then am01 kilo 14 in ann arbor in mi usa am14 papa 14 in in paraguay NR05 Sierra 09 in Portland ME, 
and NR10 Romeo 05 in Winnipeg in Canada. So that's all of the ones that are classed as the America cells. And then we've got the EMEA region as well. So that's AF07 Sierra 11, which is near Lyon in Spain. NR01 Foxtrot 13, which is Udine, Italy. NR01 Juliet 04, which is near Angus in France. NR02 Juliet 07, which is near Cardiff in the UK. And NR03 Golf 06, which is near Odense in Denmark. And then the APAC region gets three cells as well. So it gets AS09 Romeo 03, which is near Monado in North Sulawesi. AS10 Golf 01, which is near Colombo in Sri Lanka. And PA02 Alpha 00, which is near Owaki, Japan. So if you're not sure how to check which cell you're in, you can go on your Ingress app and tap on the score feature and that will show you the cell that you're in and you can also look at other cells to see what the score is there and the participating agents and you scroll through and see the history and see where those cells are located. You can use other tools as well so some agents use a third party app called IITC to view the cells but you can just look them up on there to see what's around you see which ones you can get to there's none that are super close to me unfortunately but it sounds like they're quite widespread and during that septa cycle your aim is to from the 7th of february 3 p.m utc to the 14th of february 5 p.m utc you will need to capture as much mu as possible for your faction and liberate as much mu from the opposite faction so getting out there making links making fields to gain the most mu and then whichever faction has the highest cell score at the end of the sept cycle that will determine how many serious points each faction will receive split according to their cell score so it may come quite close to the wire you may be in a largely resistance controlled cell or largely enlightened control cell but do encourage your local agents to get out there and do their part in the battle and try and claim the cell to, again, help those people that will be on the ground for the coming in-person anomalies. So that being gone through, I'm going to move on to our next section now. I just want to do a quick Cryptic Memories Global Op check-in on the points I've got before I go through what the current tally is. So for myself, I've got the first level badge, the basic badge. I'm on 5,197 points. With there being about three days left to go as I'm recording this podcast, I don't think I'll get to the 15,000. But having the badge medal at any tier does help out your faction. So if you know someone in your faction that's close, and you can help them get a few more points by letting them upgrade your resonators on a portal. Or by helping them take down Machina so they can then reclaim it and deploy the resonators there. Then that would be great to help out your faction. And on the 1st of February, Niantic did publish an update on the Global Ops score. So the resistance are currently in the lead with having 50.9%. versus the Enlightened having 49.1%. And just to remind you, the challenge is running until February the 5th at 5pm UTC. And 200 series points will be distributed as the final result of the challenge. I imagine that if it did somehow end in a tie being 50-50, that would be 100 points to each faction. So obviously it will be kind of divvied up that way. So as I said, if you know someone in your faction that's near getting the badge or doesn't quite yet have the badge and you can help them out, Please to go seek them out, chat to them via whatever channels you have and see if you can help your faction out in the upcoming in-person anomalies. And then I'm just going to move on now to talk about something that may be happening in the Santiago anomaly. Some detail now on an event that was before my time playing Ingress. So during the Epiphany Night Camp Navarro event, players created sculptures in teams and 
one of those was created by Camp Storyteller, which was known as the TS Morpheus Portal. And at that event, the portals were created essentially by players by them creating the sculptures and items that they did. After that, the portals themselves on the map were stored away in Antarctica. So they're still on the map so they could be kept safe. That didn't quite work out in one case, which I'll probably go into after this. So the TS Morpheus portal has an update, which was posted by the Ingress Updates ENG channel that I'm going to read out. So the TS Morpheus portal is expected to appear during the Cryptic Memories Anomaly in Santiago. The portal and its sculpture were created by Camp Storyteller during the Epiphany Night Camp Navarro event, with the sculpture having the unique property of reading and displaying the status of the portal in the real world. The TS Morpheus portal and sculpture will manifest at the Parque Bicentario in the immediate vicinity of Tablero de Ajedrez portal, sorry I forgot that wrong, for and during Santiago's Goruk Celsops event at around 5pm local time, which is held in the same place. Make sure to visit and investigate the strange portal from another universe and share your findings. So that's for the Santiago in-person anomaly. And that's on the 7th, sorry, the 16th of February is when that will appear, and it will still be there for the in-person anomaly the following day. Most agents have keys for these as part of an event that was given out when a portal in the area got accidentally deleted. And I'm just reading a post as well on the Niantic Wayfarer forums that the TS Morpheus portal was accidentally renamed as Woman Under the Moon back in April 2020. It's obviously since been changed back, but I'm not sure how some managed to edit that, although it was in Chicago at the time that edit was done, so it wasn't stored away in Antarctica at, the, at that time. But these portals are kind of protected portals, as I mentioned, that are stored away by an Antic to be used in future. So interesting to see one coming back as part of an anomaly called Cryptic Memories, certainly. So I just want to add on to this a uh, little bit about Antarctica and the way spots there that people may not know. I mentioned that most agents have keys for these portals that are stored in Antarctica. This was due to something that happened in December 2022 on the Wayfarer forums where a user that possibly acting maliciously claimed they'd found fake Pokestops on a expedition to Antarctica in which case they'd found the stored away portals and unfortunately a Niantic member of staff made an error and deleted the portals there from the Wayfarer slash Lightship system. So this meant that any agents who did have keys for it from the event lost the keys because they all got deleted. <laughs> and it took quite some time, like, I think it was about March 2023, before those were restored to the map. The agents had already lost their keys by that point. So Niantic Tia, the Ingress Community Specialist, provided codes for agents to get opposite of the keys back. So most people that were active around that time, like I say, will have keys for them, even if they didn't have them previously. But I'll link to the thread, which is now closed, just so you can read through that and make up your own mind whether they were acting maliciously or whether they were innocent as to them being used for ingress but it's just something I want to mention as I'd said about on there. Hopefully up next I've got a bit of a chat with someone who'll know more about the TS Morpheus portal and be able to talk to us about the anomaly. If not and if it's going in next week's show for whatever reason then I'll just move on to the next section. Welcome to a special section of the Ingress Insights podcast where we have 
two guests on this week talk to us about the TS Morpheus portal and the upcoming cryptic memories anomaly in Santiago. So without further ado, I'll pass it over to them to introduce themselves and tell you more about this mysterious portal that's returned. Hi, I am Rolik, or Mad Rolik, and I'm the head of the camp camp storyteller, the which is the camp that was responsible for the TS Marcus project. And I am Agent Catacat. I was a member and a POC for the camp storyteller at Navarro camp. And um, and I'm also the POC for the resistance for the cryptid memories anomaly in Santiago. And to those who don't know if it was before their time playing, how did the TS Morpheus pool come to be a thing? Okay, so the TS Morpheus portal is the um it's the dreamer portal from the Captain Navarro event that happened during the was it Epiphany Night? Epiphany Night, yes. Yeah, Epiphany Night anomaly. Ah, oh, there's too many Epiphany. <laughs> epiphany something, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and during that anomaly, the uh, or not during it, that event, it uh, an anomaly, yes. The portal is basically was built with the uh, with the thoughts that you know the Pexulu itself represents kind of like a um a campfire so you come to the campfire tell stories and uh, basically it takes those stories and then broadcasts them into the portal network so that other people in other realities could be able to listen to them Yes, well, that was like our project. I think we should give a little bit more context, as you said, for people who uh, were not present at the time. So the idea is that the were thirteen team, the thirteen teams, twelve, because one was Niantic, yeah. 12, 12 teams of different agents, and each team would create their portal with their concept, and each portal would be like you know um lighten in a way that it would react if you would um go to the portal in the scanner right so in real life you would see the portal switching lights according to the design and uh and that would like you you would see how if you put a resonator for example in the scanner then something would light up in the portal because ours was meant to be like a campfire with it like this um transparent kind of crystals or tubes back in the day there are more crystals now and like they would go lighting up simulating some sort of fire depending on the color of the um well depending on the color of the uh, faction that was yeah. taking the portal and the same like if you would hit it it would like shine red like all those things but basically trying to emulate what happens in the scanner um, so we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, that is basically the same project that we are bringing to the Santiago Anomaly. And uh, we had this idea, but I think you want to tell the story. We had this yeah. idea because first we did it in uh, Chicago yeah. also. So, you can tell that. So um, so this portal took, or took part in what was, what Niantic called, what, the portal roadshow which was actually two two separate events one was at um the um cassandra prime anomaly over in san diego and the other mm -hmm. one was at the baden anomaly over in chicago yes um and during that those events you know we remade the portals um there of course during that event they were all they're basically like the um the miniaturized version of the portals that were at the Camp uh, Navarro, because yeah. like some of the portals at Camp Navarro were huge. Oh yes, so yeah, they kind of had to they had to scale it down to like fit over in like in the um, ballroom over at the hotel hotel yeah. or like in the plaza over in um, San Diego, and um, so the TS Morpheus portal actually. Uh, went through three different versions. So first one was more like, you know, the first two versions were more pillars of light. Um, 
and they kind of got more and more. They went from basically being resembling like a um, selenite um, crystal, you know, just spears, like yeah. you know, long wow. towers, to being more of like the like a uh, like this version, which is more of like a um, crystalline cluster, crystals cluster. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically, um, for this version, it's more along the lines of all the Machina portals that are around. So the Machina came influenced it. So now instead of being like little powers of crystal, it's now spears of crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. To give Is it that a spin, the law so... now with it then that it's been changed by Machina to its current yeah. yes. state? Yes. Yes. We also wanted it to look like a little bit different in case people like saw pictures or videos of it before. This one is going to be completely different from the ones that we built in the previous two occasions. So to make it more interesting. Yeah. And, and what um, was the reason for deciding to bring it now to the cryptic memories anomaly then after it's been well, off for a while, so, I suppose? So if you've gone to any anomalies in north america or i know i know some are in europe at least one place had like the a tech a tech device running yeah. which was a lens anomaly i believe it was um i forget what which year and which series it was but um down in latin america south america or in south america um there has been no no NL prime port or NLX portals. So you haven't seen, I mean, you haven't seen like the van and the van light up. Okay. And during the last last anomaly over in um it was in Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Yeah, Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Um at the enlightened after party, that was where we had or that's where the NL van was set up for that whole weekend. And what ended up happening was during the middle, uh, or I mean, during the middle of the after party, one of the enlightened from Santiago bought a tiny little NL van that he um, that he three D printed, and all the enlightened agents were all taking turns posing with the van, you know, like putting it next to like steins of beer, like holding it up, you know, just having lots of fun with it. And I was watching that and I was thinking, you know, they're having all this fun with just one little 3D printed uh, model. I wonder how much more fun they'd have if we were to somehow bring up the um, the Tectulu portal to any anomalies anywhere in South America. Uh -huh. Yeah, like... Basically, we cannot obviously bring the van, right? We cannot like bring a van. That's way more difficult. But what is within our power is to bring a Tekthulu portal. And well, it does in a certain way what the van does, which is changing colors depending on who takes it and all that. So it gives you I mean, not obviously not the same experience, but something similar. We're actually planning to place it right next to the where the van portal is going to appear. So okay, so people can hack it at the same time as they get the van. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like a like a joint experience and all that. And besides, that's where our portal was in Chicago. Was right behind the NL, and that was also a lot of fun. Um, I had like in in Chicago something happened to me when when we were having like the my my resistance team was having like breakfast before the anomaly, and one of the guys was there and he just said something like, oh, I went to hack the NL portal. And then I noticed that there were more portals like inside the hotel. So I went a little bit close to take it. And right behind the window panel, because this was close, right behind the window panel, I was taking a portal and I look up and I noticed that it was these like transparent pillars portal doing the same thing that I was doing with my <laughs> scanner. And it was so much fun. And that was, our portal i felt super super great and he had no idea like i actually look at him when he finished his story and i was like thank you very much we built that <laughs> and so i said well if this is actually that much fun how much fun would it be to bring it to south america to chile where like none of these things happen like in chile the last anomaly we had was the Aluth in 2016 
So yeah, quite a ways back now. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we want to make this one like really special. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was very coincidental, I guess you could say. Like, we're kind of having these thoughts, like after like the last several South American anomalies. And then suddenly Niantic announced, hey, we're going to have an anomaly first quarter in Santiago, Chile. And immediately after that happened, I was like, I I, I got onto um, Telegram and then I went onto Twitter because that's the only way to, <laughs> to contact Brian. And I sent a message to both Brian and then Thea saying, hey, um, we hear that there is going to be an anomaly in, in South America over in um, Santiago. Can we move the tech through or the TS Morpheus tech through portal and have it built on the site? And they're all like, yeah, that might be possible. And then like No, I love I love Brian's answer, yeah. who just said, like, I don't see why not. And we were like, <laughs> okay, we're game. <laughs> yeah. So like, so after that, you know, I was like, cool, cool. This is awesome. So I started like doing all this, you know, all the planning sending or buying stuff having to ship down over here um kind of like thinking okay um because i you i like the like having the ts morpheus portals have like that D, dui aesthetic because like how um like during like camp navarro like i was talking to um flint dill or dilly and he was saying yeah so when i imagined like the when we imagined the um this event we're thinking you know we'll have it be like um we'll have it be like a burning man and you know we'll have like the 13 portals for all the um the different archetypes and then you know i was like i wish a whole bunch of other agents would bring their own small little portals over there you know make their own little tech to statues that not, might not necessarily be connected to the portal network but you know they could bring it and say, "Hey, look, this is my Tectulu, or let's see how your Tectulu looks." And you know, by making the portal be kind, be very DOI built and have that look, you know, it kind of sends a message to other agents that it's like you don't have to sink hundreds and thousands of dollars to make something like that and have it you know, connect to the game. You know, you could do it on a shoestring shoe budget. And like, you know, hopefully, hopefully someday um, Niantic would like make the portal API a little bit more accessible. So, you know, you could like select your home portal, make your own little tech theory that, that connects to that portal so that anytime that portal gets attacked, you can see the statue change colors, face sounds, whatever. Or even like, you know, that one, that one 3D printed, like an NL van, like have it sync up to the actual NL portal. So that when that's attacked, you can see it thicker and change colors on the yeah. other side of the globe. You know, <laughs> cool little things like that. And, you know, so we did, we, you know, we talked to Niantic, they, they wanted to do this. And then like, luckily we've, or the resistance chose Catacat to be like to be the POC in like Santiago. So as a result, you know, when we were able to talk to Niantic again saying, hey, so what do you think? And they're like, yeah, we all love this idea. And you know, at that that point, it's like it was the barrier was so much lower to like have it rebuilt because now we have like you know, at least one faction's cooperation, and now I have to go to the environment. Yeah, Niantic buy-in on it. and <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, you know, get everybody saying, yeah, we want the portal, which yeah. that happens. So, you know, by doing that, we're now getting the portal down here. <laughs> I think it really fits for bringing the portal back when the anomaly's called Cryptic Memories, with it being yes. from the past and stuff, so... <laughs> I think that works out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we did it before we knew the name, obviously, because it came out like pretty late. Uh, mm. And we thought the same thing. So this is so fitting. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, so, at the minute, I know you said about moving the portal from where it is, they're all kind of stored away in Antarctica somewhere, aren't they? There's a big row of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
they're there <laughs> and it's going to be bring like it's it's going to be brought to the to the location we set right yeah like, yeah so it's going to end up being or in santiago it's going to be located at um parque bicentenario bicentenario <laughs> Over in I think I've um, mispronounced that very yeah. much in an earlier point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, so that's okay. so because there is like I think like five different parts with that name. It's gonna oh, be the yeah. one it's gonna be the one located in Vitacura. Yes. Um Chile. So or Vitacura, Santiago, blah blah blah. Um so it's gonna be located there, um very close to the the spot that they're going to move the NL uh, one three three one portal, yes. and uh, we're supposed because of that. That park's actually is where like, the go rock is going to happen. Yeah, that's yes. where the go rock is going to happen, and unfortunately, that's several kilometers away from the pay box. Oh come on, it's like one kilometer. Then like yeah, maybe maybe two, but I think one. Go, yeah, they can but, go that yeah, far. but it's but it's not in the play box because the play box is basically very like urban, right? Mm. The the play box is in the middle of the city. We couldn't like put it there. Can't do so a go rock thing. The, yeah. Exactly. So on the go rock thing, and besides, lots of people are going there. Even well, we have uh, obviously we told people like, hey, go to go to check out like this and uh even people who are not participating on the go rug they, they want to go and, and see it anyway so that's good yeah. and at least like we like the resistance we we're planning to have like the swag delivery on that friday or start on that friday also so we're finding like different ways to get people to go and like yeah. check out the portal yeah and we're gonna have it we're gonna have the um the sculpture up on um like er, before the start of um of Gorok and until like the end of Gorok hopefully mm -hmm. it's going to be like there the whole time um it's kind of hard to tell because uh random people who volunteer at the park might want to have a photo <laughs> out of there because it's big yeah like we talked to people in the municipality and they say that it, it was okay because it was small enough. Like we didn't need a permit or anything like that because mm. it wasn't big. But yeah, they had like this program for like, um, um, for the elderly who want to work to take care of okay. the park. And they do like very simple things and all that, but they are very messy with the rules and all. They say that that could be the only problem you have, but you just grab your thing and move it a little bit. And, I will, and yeah. we were like, we cannot really move it, but whatever. But we shouldn't have any issues really, but that would be funny, but we don't want it to happen, but that would be funny. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and we're hoping that, um, that things will be, Things will be fortunate or fortuitous enough that like during or after the anomaly, like, you know, the the um, usual like post anomaly photo ops and all that, that would be yeah. able to at least build this sculpture there, rebuild the sculpture there at that site. Um, it might not function with the portal that's like a kilometer away. <laughs> so there's no, no. So, <laughs> The, the picture is going to be at the same place oh, okay. yeah the picture is going to be at the same place we're taking the picture there for the people who are not arriving on friday so they can have the nl okay, okay so the so, picture okay. is going to be in the same place so that's why the idea is to like end the anomaly run to the picture place so we can arrive like before <laughs> everybody grab the portal from the car where we're going to have it stored and like just place it there very okay. quickly okay <laughs> yeah that's the plan yeah, as, as you could tell, I'm not part of the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. organizational oh, team. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's exactly is happening. <laughs> I know at the minute on the portal there's obviously enlightened resistance neutral colors on it. When I've looked at the photos of it, you're expecting more photos mm -hmm. to be added to the portal in general if it's new design by agents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, but like, I've actually right now um I have yet to test it out. So I don't know if it will actually work, but I have like a secret color scheme like set up to that portal, which might work if well if someone doesn't recharge the portals in the area. So that Machino might pop up and start shooting links everywhere. 
<laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll have to make sure to not recharge portals next week. <laughs> and then I guess outside of the portal coming, what are you both expecting to happen in the anomaly? Because it's been a bit close to the previous ones. So how are you expecting things to go? <laughs> um. Well, I'm not so sure. Things are, things are moving a lot. I think people are excited about this one. Um, yes. A lot of people are ex also excited about the coming back of the connected cells and those type of like extra, um, like um, anomaly adjacent kind of things. Yeah, shots and all that. Like people have been like, that, that's been received favorably mm -hmm. from what I've seen. Um because it allows for more participation and all that. And we have a lot of people coming here, at least I think a little bit more than I thought that we would, which is great. Um, we're, we're having people from all over South America, which makes me like very happy. Um, uh, so I think it's going to be great. And if anybody still hasn't like, um, choose a place for the anomaly and still on time to buy tickets, you can totally come here. <laughs> yeah. And play with our portal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell how how this anomaly is going to um, turn out. Um, just because it's, you know, there's so many moving parts that the scores could be totally off the charts on like mm -hmm. either side of like the um, both of the factions. So it's going to be interesting seeing how um, the first state like comes out because maybe then they'll kind of have have both factions kind of sit and replan their strategy for the second second anomaly date and who knows maybe like the same type of um, the same type of of different um, little anomaly activities and global shards or whatever. Who knows if they'll come up in the next series and then like further on in the year. Oh yeah. We we we're guessing that this is all like testing and retesting how this works. So it's, it's kind of cool being like the first one, but it's also a headache. But it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you say, there's a lot going on in this time round with the cell battles and the Shard Knight and the global op that all filter into everything else. So I'd imagine it's a bit more difficult to call who's going to win this anomaly series over the previous ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else that you're looking forward to outside the anomaly, kind of ingress in twenty twenty four that you think might be coming up, um, or that you'd want to happen? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was the dog. Our dog brought his its ball. Yes, it is. Play here, yeah. <laughs> but as far as ingress goes, um, I'm hoping we see a little bit more of the lore reappear. I mean, um, like a Niantic put a big, big deal about hey, we're going to have redacted member of like the yeah. creative team come back. And we want to see something come out of that. Um, yeah, we, we are huge lore fans, so we miss it a lot to have. I mean, we love fighting the anomalies anyway, but we love having like some kind of background to them, like what happens. Some influence over where the story goes wins, as well. Yeah, exactly, like, like which way it goes. Like, we love that. And it's been missing for us. So yeah. we're, we're, we're excited to see how that goes yeah i think yeah and like hoping to actually see the end of last year's story which you know, seems to oh, vanish into <laughs> wait, wait a second was there a story last year oh yeah no there wasn't <laughs> well, <laughs> i i know it was that someone was going to see someone but then someone decided not to see them someone but <laughs> No, there wasn't. Someone was there going somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there wasn't. Maybe okay. getting pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. No, I think that's, and 
well keep on seeing the changes um I know that a lot of people don't really like like the machina thing but I believe it's a lot of fun and I've heard from agents who live in areas that don't get a lot of action who've been like very happy about the machina and actually coming back to play because they wouldn't play they wouldn't play alone right but now that like they have machina attacking their their town they're coming back to the game so that's fun i believe it's fun i mean i, I tend to be positive it's like maybe too much but i think it's excited to have new things and let's just see what will happen yeah i agree i, I quite like the machina as well it's handy if you find empty areas to go out and get more ap than you would normally oh, yeah. and obviously get the badge and everything so yeah, yeah. and they explode pretty yeah that's yes. also a good way <laughs> It's also a good way to pick up some extra resonators if you're running out. <laughs> How are you both doing on the global op points? Because you've got a couple of days left of that now. Oh, no, we have it. Yeah. We you have done it. it. 15,000 yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have it. So I think I've got about another 10,000 to go, so I may not get the higher oh. badge. Ouch! <laughs> oh, I'm to do it. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Any tier you get contributes points, doesn't it? So, oh yeah, true, true. <laughs> cool. Um, so then I guess in closing, anything else you want people to know about the anomaly or where they can find more information and how they can find out more, basically. Sure. Sure. Um. Well, if you're in Leiden, you you know the place. In Leiden rocks. Go there, sign up. Um, go or once you sign up to the bot, you'll be able to find out information about um, our swag, go rock, everything you need. Exactly, and if you are resistance, of course, the place is uh, Santiago will be blue or registered Santiago will be blue, or you can find us on Instagram. I think it's just Resistencia Santiago. So. That's easy enough. And um, and if you go there, same thing. You're going to find everything and you can like access all the chats and all the all the channels you need to um well you need to be checking to have all the information. And if you just want to see how we're doing, I would suggest the Instagram if you just wanna check it out and maybe like not come even though you should come. <laughs> but that's about it, I think. Yeah, and if you're um, in Santiago during the um, Anomaly Weekend, make sure to come to Parque. You can do it. Come <laughs> on. Come on. You can do it. Parque. Bicentenario. What? Vitacura. In Vitacura. Yeah. Um, we'll be setting up um, Dream Go Rock. So it's going to be there at 5 p.m. And hopefully it's going to last until 11 p.m. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it'll be there for the picture on Saturday. So, yay. Have plenty of options. Cool. That's very good. Like I said before, you've done a better pronunciation of that place name than I have. <laughs> so, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody here knows me as the gringo. So, absolutely. <laughs> they understand my Spanish is minimal. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much both for joining us and hopefully you get loads of people turning up for TS Morpheus Paul and the Santiago anomaly. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us for the chat. Yes, it's been a lot of fun. We're now on our features section where we talk about the medals that you can earn in the game. And we'll be going through the medals that are currently retired. We've gone through Guardian and Recruiter previously. So now I want to talk about the Seer Medal. So this was awarded for submitting new portals that got approved. It got discontinued on the 31st of December 2014. So later this year it'll be 10 years since the badge has been discontinued. And while new portals no longer count towards the medal, agents who earned Seer before the cutoff still have it showing their profile, so it's not one you can get now, as I said. 
So, should a portal be submitted before the 31st of December 2014 and it's accepted today, it would still count towards the medal, is what's claimed. I don't think that's correct now. I don't think we have anything from that date still in the Wayfarer system. But for getting that medal, you got bronze for getting 10 portals approved, silver for getting 50 approved, gold for getting 200 portals approved, platinum for getting 500 portals approved, and onyx for getting 5,000 portals approved. That's quite a tall order. I don't have 5,000 portals approved at all. But it's said that this was retired due to some issues with this year medal that people were just nominating anything and it kind of favoured quantity over quality and it's very difficult to obtain for new agents because you only have a certain amount of eligible nominations within your area so people would have to travel far to go out and get it and get those in and obviously with Ingress's 20 meter rule there may be issues where people actually can't get a portal in even though they can get a way spot or possibly a poke stop from that nomination. Uh, presumably it then wouldn't have counted towards the SEA medal if it was reactivated now. I think it's not something that we'll see coming back because like people said it went for quantity over quality and people were just trying to get anything through the system leading to lots of coal coming through as it's called on Wayfarer and this suspension of it is supposedly temporary but as I said it's now been going for almost 10 years now so I think it's a permanent suspension after being that long and we've changed various ingress staff in that time so I don't think people will bring it back at all so just something I want to mention is one that's there it's not something that I got because I wasn't playing at that time unfortunately but I'll now move on to our next part of our feature section. The game feature I want to talk about this week, because it will become important during the cell battles, is the scores feature within the game. So from your scanner, you can tap the main button and then tap scores. This will show you your local cell score and the You'll be able to see at first the top three agents in your cell. And by top three, that's agents that have earned the most MU, mind units, for creating fields. And you'll be able to see where the checkpoints are over the scepter cycle. The scepter cycle is a period of time that consists of 35 checkpoints. And it will go through and tell you when the next checkpoint is. And only control fields standing at the time the checkpoint occurs will count towards the checkpoint score which happens every five hours and agent rankings count all MU captured by the agent in the cell during that scepter cycle regardless of whether the field was standing at that checkpoint or not so if you make a massive field and it gets taken down before the end of the checkpoint you'll still probably be pretty near the top of your cell score and you can go on and check the previous history of your own cell and you can also look at other nearby cells. All the cells are named as a two letters, a number, and then a phonetic pronunciation. So like instead of F, it's Foxtrot, J, Juliet. Reminds me of times being on the phone, spelling things out to people. And you'll be able to look through all those cells and see the top 50 agents in each faction. Some cells may not have 50 agents to show. There's a cell near me, there's only one agent within that cell, just of how it falls that usually comes up. And for possibly an interesting fact, there's a total of 24,576 cells in the world covering that. And that gives them all a unique address. So I've gone through the previous cells where the cell battles are being held for the first round of cell battles from the 7th to the 14th of February but there may be more to come on there for the other cells so just check your own cell so you know where it is and what it is and then you'll be 
able to know if your cell or a nearby one comes up when the next round of cell battles get announced. Some agents really go for the score and want to get the highest score they can for their faction in that cell. Some agents could not care less about MU and they want to do links or they want to do scans or something like that. At the moment, this is the only leaderboard we've got, but agents have been requesting different leaderboards for different things for quite some time. Something I'd like to see, but I know it would be quite a lot to implement on there. So, all that being said, I'm going to move on and get things wrapped up now. Thank you all for listening to the 17th episode of the Ingress Insights podcast. I've been Pokemon Trainer J, your host. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media channels, you can usually find us the name ingress.insights on Instagram and threads. We do have a YouTube link in the show notes, as well as the new Kofi link in the comments as well. So you can see everything that we update on there. There's also a Q&A and polls posted for every episode accessible via Spotify. A new thing I've been informed is coming to Apple Podcasts is transcripts of all the episodes. So please do enjoy laughing at how it's tried to transcribe what I've said in the coming weeks. But I'll hopefully make things more accessible for people as well, which is always great. But all that being said, I'll let you now get back out to your sunday and then next time we'll be looking at second sunday which will be on that week and see what the consequences or the results of the cryptic memories global op ending are and i'll let you know how many points i end up with at the end of that and see if we know how that's going to affect things for the in-person anomalies and the overall global score thank you very much again for listening hope to see you out in the field someday. Happy hacking.